Hey, welcome everybody. This is this is me on the, the other page radio. Hey, with Fennell, veterans, calling all veterans and veterans, family members to be on here at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. We're getting ready to get it on. We are getting ready to get it on. I hope you're ready. You know, we done had every kind of prediction, if the wrong prediction, every time. They was talking about all the snow that was coming to Boston. Well, I packed up a lot of stuff in the grocery store, and uh, I didn't need it. The snow that they was anticipating went another way. And also what went another way was constructive thoughts about our veterans and what we're going to do about them as they take billions and billions of dollars to consider for other countries to continue war and hate and make our veterans wait. Make our veterans wait for housing in the United States of America is unbelievable and unacceptable. That's what I said. How you gonna just take billions of dollars to kill and don't give our veterans billions of dollars to live after they done went all over the world carrying their guns and supporting equipment for war and leave those countries and come back to this country and can't even talk about what went on when they were over there in those countries. And now all of a sudden you look up and you look around and you hear the word PTSD. PTSD is an acronym. Post-stress syndrome. That's not all of it. That's some of it. But all of it is mental health deterioration. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. It's only one way to do things. Only one way, and you know it. The one way to do things is the right way. How are you going to listen to a politician who's never been in the military tell you anything about a veteran? All elected officials, no matter if it's federal, state, or city, should be mandated to go into the military. That's the first echelon of being an American, being ready to defend this country. And we just taking the laws of this country, no matter your political adjustment, Republican, Democrat, Independent, and just disrespect veterans and their families. Nobody in the Congress has the guts enough to get up and say, stop giving money for killing 
and do something for the veterans of this country. Stop doing the killing and do something for the veterans in this country that's meaningful and try to help them remember what happened when they went to those countries, defending those countries for a thing called democracy that we don't even have in our country. This is just the other page radio. My name is Abel Fennell. I'm really happy to be here today. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. You know, I want to tell you something, and I know you're going to agree with me. It's heartbreaking. It's painful to see how our veterans are treated. I mean, you know, like, they don't care about us, man. They don't care about us. We got to care about ourselves. We got to let them know. That stuff is over with. That apathy and ignoring us, smiling in our face and making all kind of promises that you know you're not going to keep. Here you dislocated a community center and bring in a bunch of people from outside of the United States that are looking for a better way. At least that's what they say they were. But, I mean, they jump on police and rob people and shoot people. You know, I see that stuff on the media. And I think that it's not going to be happening in this country. But you should not be displacing veterans in Boston and then taking away the activity center for our young people. We don't do anything like that. Got Hanson Air Force Base. One of them big hangars could accommodate all those people. And they'd be on a safe place. They'd be on a military base. That's where they need to be. Take them people and put them up there for Devons. They got plenty of room. We don't need to take those people and displace our programs and our citizens for them. I mean, you know, that's a rush job. When you just go in there and do what you did for them, this is not how they did that. This is not how they did that. And they didn't do nothing for our veterans. Nothing. Nothing for our veterans. We can't have that. We can't have that. If you're not going to do anything, if you're not going to do anything for our veterans, say that. Let the veterans come together. Let the veterans come together and demand that the governor and the city of Boston does something for the veterans. I'm talking about the city council as well. These people have absolutely no knowledge of veterans because if they did, the Boston City Council a few months ago stepped up and reduced the size of the budget for the Commission for Veterans Services for the city of Boston, and the mayor had to get up and re-put that money back in there. Now they're getting ready to have, on the 24th 
of this month at the William E. Reed Auditorium in Grove Hall, the Black Veterans Breakfast Brunch. But they don't open their mouths to say anything about getting some housing for our veterans. Everybody else in them CDCs, the Commercial Development uh, Community Development Corporations, are out there building houses and haven't built anything for veterans. Did you hear what I said? They haven't built anything for veterans in an organized manner. You go down there on State Street, down there to the so-called New England Shelter for Homeless Veterans, and you see veterans sitting around doing nothing. And a lot of them got PTSD. A lot of them got non-coping skills. A lot of them was over on Marlena Cass over there by the jailhouses, Suffolk, they call it Suffolk County House of Correction. Correcting what? Got to really, really understand that we just can't hand feed our veterans. We got to give them treatment with housing. Otherwise, you're just giving them a room that will become a tomb or her because they're women veterans that need to be helped. I shouldn't have to tell you that. This conversation should be about more pleasant things when it comes to veterans. For instance, Triad Veterans League, and they're creating and developing a community-based theater program that will be performing the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project on February the 17th and 18th at 4 p.m. They will be doing a matinee performance at the region at 7 Medford Street in Arlington, a veteran-developed theater program that deals with teaching history through performance. Veterans do a lot of things but do not get any credit or acknowledgement for what they do in terms of sharing their experience in the military and their education that they may have gotten after they got out of the military. I'm talking to you now. WBCALP 109.2 FM Boston. I'm talking to you because I want you to be informed and know what you're talking about when you see the mayor or one of those city council people that you voted for. That you voted for. They can ride up and smile and style and do all that. Just ask them one question, please. What have you done for the veterans? What have you done? They will look at you and they will say, well, if you vote for me the next time, I'll put it on my agenda. The next time should not be an option for that person that said that. That person should not be receiving your vote. I look at those people, and I have to shake my head. I really do. Because they could come up to you and lie to you and say that they're going to do this or do that and end up not doing anything. And they don't have any shame, you know. All they want to do is get elected, get that little paycheck. They just got a raise. I don't know why they gave them a raise. I don't see any economic development uh in our community, I don't see any 
uh, wealth-building uh, uh, institutions in our community. I don't see anything but a lot of people that need help and nobody's giving it to them. There is no reason why people should be able to inject drugs in the street and the police don't arrest them. Instead, they when they was over there at Marlena Castle over there by the jailhouse, they sat in their wagon with the uh, with the light blinking, as though to say this is the place where people die. We need a place where people try, and veterans are trying, but they're not getting any response in terms of help. We're not getting anything. So you know what? Here we go. Nobody's coming to save us. We must save ourselves. So this concept called the gathering is a bunch of veterans that want changes, better treatment, especially around mental health. Folks, you got to understand what that is, man, when you can't cope with some stuff that you had absolutely nothing to do with creating. It was created by a political machine, and they wave the flag of democracy, and they're not given any democracy because democracy doesn't work in every place that you go and say that it needs to be there. Mm-mm. And then they come back home. That's the sad part. They come back home. They're not talking like they used to. They don't have the same interests that they used to. Some of them even get married, and they get these episodes based on their trauma. And they have children, and the children are not able to get the benefits of having a father or a mother take care of them and help train them because the parent has been exposed to a lot of things that mess up their brain. And they can't function without some kind of drug or alcohol. And that's half of the game because now the parent is not involved in raising their own child because they can't raise themselves. And we would go and take some people from another country and give them a place to live. Or you would be a congressman or an elected official in Washington, D.C., for instance, you would be arguing about giving money to countries that are going to use the money to kill. But you're not going to say anything about the veterans and what they need. That's cold. Now, that's cold there, boy, I'm telling you, man. You're not going to say anything about veterans and what we need? You're going to argue on the floor of Congress or in the United States Senate or in the State House downtown Boston or in a city council room in Boston. And you're not going to ask the question about the veterans. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, we're here to Share because we care. For the veteran that's out there and need any kind of, of assistance, 
I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give a number and I'm gonna have some more numbers for you next week. Today's number is eight five seven two zero four five three one two. Eight five seven two zero four five three one two. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Oh boy, I'm telling you, man. They're getting ready on uh, the 24th of uh, February at the We Me Read uh, Auditorium in Grove Hall. That's a Saturday. Probably start around 10 o'clock, something like that. They're going to do the uh, annual breakfast brunch for black veterans, February 24th. And then uh, they're going to be doing something. Next month, UMass Boston, the William Joyner Institute for War. I think that's right. But the guy's name that's in charge over there, his name is Thomas Miller. He's the director. And William Joyner was a black veteran. I think it was doing Vietnam. He was involved and stuff, man. And what it did was it highlighted the significant numbers of people that were involved in war and what happened to them. A lot of people that were involved in combat, I wasn't, but, you know, they go through that, and then when it's time for them to get discharged, there is no talking to that person to try to assess the damage that they received as a result of their military experience and being involved in combat situations, they just let you go. That's dumb. And then a person comes home unable to make those adjustments, becomes an introvert. In other words, they don't talk to anybody about the misery that they're going through in the mental aspect. A lot of them will go to the liquor store or the dope man because it was dope over there and it was accessible. And you're in a combat situation, a stressful situation, a dramatic situation, and you got something that you think is going to relieve you of them being nervous give you some courage, you take it. You get a habit. Then you get 
caught up because of your behavior and you get discharged, you know. Some of you get good paper, some of you get bad paper. But I'm going to tell you something. It got so many people became addicted in the United States military. They had to do an assessment and the psychology people came up and said that addiction is treatable. And so they said it was treatable and they began to try to treat veterans that had become dependent on a substance. Still, without really looking at an overwhelming factor called racism. Yeah, the Army, the Army, the military, they had a system of discriminating against African American veterans. And then you say, oh, no, everybody got equal rights. No, they don't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I'm sorry. I'm still dealing with that, man. Because when you're talking about racism, you're talking about things like not feeling worthy or people inferring that you're not able to do this or able to do that, and you are, because I'm going to give you a good example of what I'm talking about. Let's go way, way back. Let's go, let's go way back. Let's go back to around the American Revolution when the black man... Uh, came out to fight. They said, no, don't give them no guns. They're cowards. They won't do nothing. They had that same attitude during the Civil War. 54 showed them. You know, they showed them. And those people that were involved in the American Revolution showed them. And we've been showing them, and they've still been saying, we can't do that. They ain't nothing. They ain't, they're going to run. They ain't, they're cowards. If we're such a coward... Why we got the Secretary of Defense, a former General Austin, having no health problem now, Colin Powell, Benjamin Davis. Those are some of the icons that were black and generals, you know, commanders. But they didn't go in the field like the other ones that's coming home with health issues, including mental health. And they don't want to go over there to the VA hospital, according to a survey that Triad Veterans League was involved with, with Northeastern University. We come out with a finding that uh, the VA doesn't understand the importance of cultural sensitivity when providing services and care to meet to people that have been traumatized. You don't have to be traumatized by a uh, 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 combat situation. You could be traumatized by having racial attacks in those little places that was over there on Okinawa where I was stationed at. They had a section for the black veterans, the black soldiers, and section for the white soldiers. And sometimes if you got caught in the wrong section and you couldn't run fast enough, you had to fight. You had to defend yourself or they had to defend themselves from racial attacks. Yep. 
They sure did. And so I say to you, we got to heal before we can deal. People don't want to say, they don't want to do nothing like that. Because what that would do, that would make them acknowledge that there was and there is such a thing as racism in the military. We got a long ways to go, short time to make it. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. I'll be right back with you, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the military. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey. Hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child and every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts. Ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. I'm telling you, man, we got to get it together, everybody. You know, Triad Veterans League is really grateful to have the veteran volunteers that are working with us in the theater program. And it's an ambitious program, the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company. We'll play that PCA again, PSA again. We're going into the Regent Theater over there in Arlington with the production of Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. We recently performed that particular production at the Strand Theater. We want to thank the Strand for being so encouraging and helping us. And we were able to build our confidence, and now we are getting ready to perform February the 17th and February 18th two matinee scheduled performances, meaning that both Programs will be done starting at 4 p.m. at two different days. And, you know, like, it's really a pleasure to see the blending of people wanting to set the record straight and the significance of setting the record straight. When you look at Marion Anderson, who wanted to be a singer, Born February the 27th, 1897, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of the African-American Methodist Church, AME, African Methodist Episcopal Church, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where Richard... 
Allen, Reverend Richard Allen, started the AME Church, the largest, one of the largest African-American religious denominations in the United States of America in Philadelphia. It's a lot of good things going on in Philadelphia. That's one of the places that Triad Veterans League is planning to attend and perform. Because veterans are like, they're overlooked and underused. You see a lot of times these different organizations, they get these public service announcements and they use these entertainers and they talk about giving you a blanket and all of that stuff if you make a donation. That's not the case with Triad Veterans League because we out there and we know what's needed to be done and sometimes we're digging our pockets, you know, and, and put it up there so that we can get things done, so we can move our projects along. 1997 is when we kicked it off. People said you can't do it. Okay. That's all right. You're entitled to that thought. But that's not the thought that Triad Veterans League had then and has now. We have a theater company. The Oscar Show Family Theater Program Company. Entertain, educate, empower. We have the Veterans Reading Brigade, the Veterans Reading Brigade. We help our young people learn to read so they can better learn. Learn to read so that you can better learn. And we're looking for volunteers. 857-204-5312. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. When you work with youth and teaching them how to improve their reading skills, what happens to your reading skills? They go up. A lot of people can't read, you know. I mean, they know the words, but they don't know how to go to the dictionary. If they don't know where to say, oh, I'll get it later. There's a way that you teach literacy, and we do that. 857 2045312 If our kids can't read, they can't compete. If they can't compete, they're going to cheat and acquire some social skills that are anti-social skills and find themselves unable to get a loose from the G A N G mentality. Triad Veterans League the gathering a group of individuals, many with military experience and some with not, who come together to discuss the issues that will improve the situation for veterans and put veterans where they need to be on the front line. We are not a political organization. Let me get that straight. Mm-mm. Because we know what politics or politics has done. Nothing. 
haven't done anything. You go down Dudley Station right now. Go down Dudley Station right now. And show me some new businesses down there. And show me a veteran that owns one of those businesses down there. You won't find any. Like they used to say down south, you won't find none. You won't find none. We got to do something about that, veterans. Here go the kick in the head. This is a kick in the head right here. You got people right now, they might be in a school or before in the audience, and they might be veterans, and they're talking about being in the military, coming home, and making necessary adjustments. They got themselves a home and a job. They didn't have no problems with mental health instability. And they don't do nothing for veterans. Nothing for veterans. And they are veterans. Imagine that. Here they are, veterans. And there's another bunch of veterans that need for them to be with them to help them get the recognition for the resources that we require, and they don't say one word. I done had them talk to me about, I want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me when you said three years ago and you ain't talked yet. So the day I die, I'm going to be fighting for veterans. I'm going to be speaking for veterans in every area. Not just one area. Because we need to be here for them. Because they were here for us. When a lot of you could have went in the military and you didn't go. They went. You know what's sad too? You know what's sad too? I said they went. They went. They did go. But why did they go? Why? There was a time in the United States of America in some places where black young men, because they couldn't get a job, graduated from school, or some quit school, and couldn't get a job, and they joined the military. They joined the military, and they came home all happy in their uniforms after getting out of basic training or if he was in the Marine Corps boot camp, they showed up. They showed up. They couldn't get a job. You got to understand what I'm saying. And they decided that they would join the United States military during a time of war. They wanted to have some money in their pockets so bad that they joined the United States military and followed orders and went to them countries and killed them people that they didn't even know nothing about. And them people fought back and killed some of them. Think about that. In your own country today, a veteran that served this country and is in need of help or a place to live in Massachusetts today 
I bear witness that they are not doing enough for veterans. I bear witness. Do you bear witness? Don't you think that veterans deserve after serving and losing their mentality, their stability, based on some trauma and some racism and some denial. You know better than the veterans what they need. That's why I was saying, you know, like, I think that veterans should be uh, honored, and I think that those that make decisions on veterans should not be politicians. You heard what I said earlier. They voted to pass billions and billions of dollars to go into other countries and kill people, including babies, girls. But they didn't take out anything for veterans in this country that includes females. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? What's your name? I know my name. Veteran. I am a veteran. I'm speaking for veterans. I'm speaking to you because you won't speak up. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. I'm really happy to be here. I may not sound happy, but I feel good about what I'm talking about because I know what I'm talking about. Somebody's hearing me. All I'm saying, all that I am saying to you is don't smell the coffee when it comes to our veterans. Drink the coffee so you can better understand what you can do to change the paradigm of omission and create a paradigm of including our veterans. You think it's hard, huh? It's not hard as it could be. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I'm telling you, boy, people, people think it's easy out here. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Well, that's a good, that's a good one right there, boy. You know, we got to pay attention and listen to this program more. We could, you know, uh, it'll help you, man. Anytime you hear us, anytime you hear this right here.
When you hear that music, that I means we're in the house. And if we got something to say, we ain't got no time to play. People dying all over the world, but they're dying even more in this country. They're just not reporting it because they can't report it because they can't go out there and get the information. They're too busy sitting behind the desk looking at some figures that's maybe 10 years old and making decisions. That's how the government works, you know. You sit around a big old room, and everybody come in, you know, they government officials, government servants, you know, and they have different ratings and stuff, you know. You're GS-10 or GS-12, you know, stuff like that. They decide that these GSs know more than the ones that's out in the streets. So they're not really GSs. They're BSs because they using old data and they're not going out into the streets to actually see the veterans in different places. And you know what else, too? There's a thing about veterans that you can tell a veteran. You can tell a veteran. There's something about a veteran. And then they, they're sitting in the offices on occasion. They may come out, they see somebody, and they say, are you a veteran? Are you in the military? And that person will maybe a veteran will look at them and say, Nah, no, I ain't no veteran. But they are. They are veterans. They just won't admit it. Why? Why wouldn't you say that you serve your country? Why wouldn't you say that? Because I think they're not proud of the job that they did. And they are feeling isolated. When you hear people talk about negativity when it comes to veterans, they won't open their mouths and they become tarnished because they won't speak out or speak up. And they become secretive and they begin to partake in substance abuse and alcohol, all of that stuff combined, and some of them take overdoses and some of them don't. But they haven't been able to deal with their realities and tell somebody, I need help. Because men have, a lot of them, have a problem with saying they need help because they don't want to look W-E-A-K, weak, weak. And so, you know, until you can find that medium of trust, you're not going to come in and try to get nothing, no real help. I know I, know I did. I came in for help. I'll never forget it. I'm grateful that I knew the time had come for me to stop playing if I wanted to stay around. You want to stay around? Don't be no clown. Step up to the plate and get some help. It's the other page, radio. This is a veterans program. Sometimes we have other speakers to come in, but it's all consistent 
with building and rebuilding lives. There's no way that our veterans should not have everything that they deserve and more. You let our governor that most of us voted for come in with the mayor that most of us voted for and just pick the first thing that they see, which was the Marlena Cash Center right there on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Washington Street, and you make that available. You didn't ask the people in the community that live in the community and some of these people are veterans that live in this community. You didn't ask them anything. You just put them in there. Just like Governor Abbott and, and that guy, DeSantis, DeSantis down there in Florida with the migrants down there. Just put them on a bus. Send them to Boston. Where are you going to send the veterans? They need help. Where are you going to put them at? I mean, you know, I shouldn't be talking like we don't care about the migrants and the situation that brought them here. But I care more about the veteran who served his country and not a country turn his back on the veteran. No, you ain't going to say you did that. You better not. You better not. You got to respect the process, and the process is not to displace our veterans for some foreign people that don't know nothing about our history, nothing. Then you say, go back where you came from. I saw that on, I saw that on television. I saw somebody in a, you know, it wasn't a commercial, it was coverage. Go back where you came from. You know how many people that was born in this United States that are here now just, that was born here. All them people that's telling people to go back where they come from, this is their country, they came from someplace too. Yeah. Yeah, they came from someplace. And now they're going to tell some other people that came here in this Commonwealth state here because somebody put them on bus and sent them up here. They ain't had no choice in the matter. They jumped in that water or they walked their mouths to come here. In the United States, they could take care of it, but you got to prioritize what you're doing. You got to take care of the veterans before you take care of any migrant, any of them. And you got to let folks know that you are demanding, commanding, because we serve this country. We got a lot of baggage called mental health. People have been abused sexually and otherwise while in the military. We can do better than this. We must. We must do better. Veterans are not supposed to be denied the basics. I spoke earlier about when men and women get out of the military, they give them a little money and whatever leave they got and stuff like that. They pay them to give them a check. But that's not how you do veterans. You got to come back every so often to check on them. Go by their home, say, how you doing? Say, we know you having a hard time making the adjustments, but how can we help you? No, they wait until the veterans get in jail or something else happens and they get in contact with them then. You should have 
had a place, something in in place to deal with them before they got discharged. And then after they got discharged, you should have a certain time in which to go to look after them to see what they need. You got to take care of the veterans first. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Take care of the veterans first. Don't be going all everywhere. You know, now you're fighting their war now. You got all down there in Mexico. They're getting this fentanyl and everything. We ain't sending no troops in there. Kill up them people. Get rid of the fentanyl. It's still coming in. It's still coming in. I don't hear no commando rage on that. I don't read nothing in the newspaper about capturing some of them people that's doing that and bringing them here to put them in jail. Yeah. So, look. The other day, in the news, there was a picture of these three military people, young people, over there in Iraq. And they got hit by a a drone. They hit by a drone. Somebody was a distance, but they, they had that zone, you know, zeroed in on these three posts that these military men and women were assigned. And they got killed. They got killed, man. That was so hurtful. And so the United States says, we're going to retaliate. We're going to do something. You're not going to do us like that. You're not going to kill our soldiers. We're not going to kill our soldiers. We'll kill you back. And they did. And they did. They shot some stuff on them countries, boy. I'm telling you, man. They, they shot some stuff at them people. And the people couldn't fight back, man, because we got all the power. They killed our soldiers. Nobody wants to stand up and kill those people that are bringing them drugs and sending them drugs into our country. If we can respond to the killing of three active duty military personnel, and we have no plans to respond to all the drugs that's being brought into these countries through South and Central America. We gotta sit down. I, I can't even begin to count the number of people that have died from drug overdoses with that fentanyl stuff. Look at our community. People that don't even have the same zip code like 02119 or 02120. They got other zip codes. They come in and they do what they want to do in our community. And you find some of them behind gypsy dumpsters, you know, them big garbage containers. You might even find a one or two in them. They got all high 
dutied up. I said earlier to you, and I'm going to say it again as we're getting ready to wrap this up. Nobody, nobody is coming to save us. We got to save ourselves, folks. We got to believe in ourselves, man. We can't have people coming in and displacing our veterans. Don't forget what I told you about the gathering. I'll have an email address for you soon. We got to stand up, speak up, and speak out. Don't let no elected official tell you anything about a veteran if they are not veterans themselves. I mean that, man. They think that veterans is this golden calf that they can say they're doing something to get some of that money. But let me tell you about money. All money is not good money. All money is not good money. You ain't got to believe me. You keep messing around, going around saying you're doing this and doing that, and you're not doing that. But you're taking the money like you're doing it. <laughs> Folks, we're getting ready to wrap it up. It's been a real good day for me. You know, try to stay warm and don't forget, please, the matinee performance, the dates are February the 17th and the 18th, and the time is 4 p.m. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program, a production about a woman named Marion Anderson who saw the time to stand up to speak up for social justice. And she did. And we want to memorialize what she did through song, dance, and acting. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program will be there for you with our special guest on the 17th Stages Cultural Arts Center. We're going to tell the truth, not sell the lie. The Regent Theater at 7 Medford Street, brought to you by Triad Veterans League, who founded the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. And we are building a company, and we want you to be a part of it. Thanks, folks. Take care. God bless you. Mm-hmm.